0: Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your cook. Join me and my trusty ally, the captain, as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up! Hey, we're... Going again Bryn, welcome back everyone, it's another yeah. episode of uh, Captain and Cook Pod, we go again as Bryn says, we yeah. go again. Set, you know? set and sail, set and sail. We're set and sail on another one, we've got a cracker lined up um, for you as always but as always you know we do like to kick off with our previous week's challenge, big part of what we're trying to do in terms of mindfulness and well-being is making sure that we see th- things through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that last time um i set you the challenge and i've uh, gone out on a walk really with charlotte um and doing a sketch of the landscape so how did that go talk people through it
1: yeah we did yeah it was it was really nice actually so um we, we went for a bit of a shorter walk than normal and found like a nice view of um Timbala and the surrounding area and then just brought out notepads and pencils and i just said right we got five minutes let's go and um yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, the pictures are a beat up. Um, mm. Just the the difference of style we both done. You know, mine looks like a two year old. Um, Charlotte <laughs> looks like someone who actually knows what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it, it was nice. It was in just the different things we picked up as well. You know, and like yeah, the different elements we were looking at as we were drawing. So yeah, it was nice. It was like a nice different thing to share. You know, together as well as we were out and about and broke up the walk a bit
0: yeah yeah I think the idea was well to do that you know and actually when you do things that like we talk about how much we love nature and walking out in nature and stuff mm. but doing things that help you have to actually stop and look at it don't you, <laughs> do
1: you know what yeah. I mean? so yeah. that's, that that was part of it so I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed I'm glad you enjoyed yeah it. and I'm um, I'm I'm glad you didn't you didn't end up in the Gwent you know when you <laughs> you managed to just yeah climb a tree how was it actually yeah let's go how, how was the tree tree escapade
0: well, it was fun because um, I said when you set the challenge, and we're lucky where we live, we've got loads of options. And mm. uh, but obviously, I wanted to pick one that looked like I could get up there without <laughs> no, <laughs> without hurting myself. I would also hold my weight as well when I'm up on the branch, yeah. you know, and trying to get a photo. But we we laughed so much, you know, me and Sarah when we when we went out because you can imagine me <laughs> trying yeah. to get you know, six foot three trying to climb up between it i talked about my yoga performance you know and the inflexibility that i have but you know what it does it makes you childish and you're just laughing out and about mm. i mean we you know it is like something that you'd see young teenage kids doing. i certainly used yeah. to do it when i when yeah. i was younger and uh, i felt really good when i got up on the branch right it's just like check me out um, you know and then i sort of hung off the branch and dropped down as well and mm. uh didn't crack any ankles. So, uh, you know, Perfect. little disclaimer be careful when you do it outside, obviously. But again, yeah don't um, try this it, at home. Is, yeah, we're professional tree climbers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, in, in fairness, looking at your photo it was terrific. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then we could zip like a That's a good way to end it.
1: <laughs> have you had that on your
0: pad all week? It again?
1: literally came into my head as you we were talking. Then I was like, "Ah, oh, I, I, I think I actually stopped listening to you." I was like, "I'm going to say this at some point."
0: <laughs> I could have said I have branched out, Brent
1: <laughs> Oh, I'll leave it out now. so we we have a new member um joining our voyage aaron and yeah it's quite a quite a big star i think heading our way and just over to you to introduce him you know and actually give him the stage shall we say
0: yeah, we have picked a big character in line with it being LGBTQ plus month, and obviously this will be coming out at the very end of that month. We've picked a big real icon, not just from that community, but just in general. But um, we've gone for Farouk Balsara, or should people will know him as Freddie Mercury. Um, so leader and frontman of of Queen um, who I think we've all heard of you know and, and we will all know Freddie Mercury's face and a lot of us will see some of his live performances so um, but yeah I'll do a little summary as always Always, and we'll be, we're probably going to do a little bit differently this time Bryn as well aren't we at, afterwards so that'll yeah. be interesting for people to hear but Born Farouk Balsara back in September 1946. Uh, He grew up in Zanzibar, an exotic island off off Africa. Um, His parents sent him to boarding school, a British boarding school in India, and that's where he learned piano. And actually, that's where friends started to call him Freddie. Zanzibar gained independence in 1964. You know, Freddie's around. Um, 18 years old then and the family moved to Felton in Middlesex which is where Brian May is from as well, obviously lead guitarist for, for, um, for Queen um, and he goes to art college and he starts to build a bit of a reputation up in the art college, It's being flamboyant, you know he wanted to stand out um, he meets and makes friends with Brian May actually he had a clothing stall in Kensington Market and that's where he met Brian May and subsequently Roger Taylor, drummer for Queen Brian May and Roger Taylor already had a band called Smile um, and in the meantime uh, Freddie joins a band called Ibex. Um, who were already formed but he joins changes their name to Wreckage because that's what he was like he's like we'll do, it. We'll do things my way um, but then the lead singer for Scream Tim Stoffel moves on and Freddie immediately joins with them because it fitted in more with what the style of music he wanted to do and again he changes the band name to Queen and he designs the emblem for them um, and the emblem for Queen is really interesting look it's like a regal sort of insignia um, but it's made up of the four star signs of the members of the band so the two Leo the Lions and um, there's a couple of fairies um, on there for Virgo, uh, which represented Freddie, um, and Cancer the Crab as well for Brian. Uh, so, so John Deacon and, um, and Roger were obviously the, the lions there on that one. Um, again, the name change, he, he, he had Freddie, brings mm. in Mercury, uh, messenger of the gods. So we talk a lot about masks on this show, don't we? Yeah. Freddie Mercury is what he decided to go with. Um, he was actually in the run-up to joining uh, Smile, or Queen, as they become to know. He loved the Beatles' White Album. It's a big inspiration for okay. him. But particularly loved the Who's Tommy? Uh, so oh. Tommy, which was like the rock opera of its mm. time, a real standout album, and people will encourage you to listen to that. That comes through in the music then when you go through in the variety, I think, that you, you know that Freddie Mercury and Queen sort of achieved. But then, yeah, you know, they built a reputation playing live on the college and uni circuits, blew people away, really, you know, playing really small uni venues and this massive show. Um, they end up recording a demo, four songs, good quality, um, and EMI get hold of them. First record they put out was Keep Yourself Alive off the first self-titled album, Queen. Wasn't massive. And if you listen back to it, it's a good record, but certainly they are mm-hmm. definitely finding their voice there. Um, but EMI send them out on tour, and that's where they really build their rep because they'd already had it on the college and uni scene, but getting them out to venues. They support mm-hmm. Mott the Hoople at the time as well as like a double bill, and that really helps to elevate them. Um, and then... The first thing off the second album is Seven Seas of Rye, and that's when Liftoff happens yeah. then. Yeah. Um, and that's Queer, Queen 2. In 1974, they've released that one. And in the same year, then, they released Sheer Heart Attack, two massive albums in one year, which, I mean, for anyone who hasn't heard them, Unbelievable. right? Great album covers. The Queen 2 album cover, you start to see the roots of Bohemian's Rhapsody on that front cover, but we'll come back to that. Killer Queen off the Sheer Heart Attack album, is to me, is like a Broadway song almost in parts. It's rocked up by Brian May, but that gives them the success in America um so again they broke america quite quickly as well as already being established in the uk um early you see all the pressure of to freddy's got his mouth closed in a lot of them he worked with mick rock the photographer obviously very self-conscious about his teeth but didn't want to remove them because he felt it affect his voice and you know don't touch that voice freddy because like you know it was amazing he used to say things like i'm a peacock I'm a performer. I want to stand out. I'm flamboyant. And that always came through in their shows. They were getting ripped off on their record deal. Um, Their managers were driving Rolls Royces and they were still struggling. So they moved to John Reed, who was Elton John's manager in the mid 70s. And then they bring out Night at the Opera, famously named after the Marx Brothers film of the same name. And on that album is Bohemian's Rhapsody, which we've, which we've just mentioned. I know you've got some stuff to come back on that on. But, I mean, what do I need to say about that record? I mean, there, there's so much we could say, but we don't really need to say much at the same time as no. well. It yeah. got, but, but, but they focus on the video of that album. All right? mm-hmm. It's the mid-70s, six years away. MTV is six years away still. And it's been spoken of that without that record, you don't yeah. get MTV and VH1. They spent four to five thousand pounds on the video when, at the time, it would usually cost three to four hundred pounds. Mm. It's, it's an incredible amount of money. Um, nine weeks at number one. It was six minutes long. Radios would only play songs around about three minutes at the yeah. time, but they managed to get Kenny Everett to play it on Capital. BBC had refused it at the time. Then realised so how much Capital were getting thing for it, so then mm. BBC start playing it, and that breaks another mould. They sold sixty thousand records on the first day, which was unheard of at that time. Anyway, we're moving on. In the meantime, for Freddie Mercury, he's with actually got a girlfriend, Mary Austin. He'd been with her for six years, um, but you know, when you're moving towards the late seventies, it was a time of great experimentation in terms of sex, in terms of drugs, in terms of partying, um, and he was definitely, obviously bisexual at, at the time, at the very least. Mm-hmm. And actually, Mary says she was re- she was relieved when he came out. Like, I'm I'm gay, you know, for the rest mm-hmm. of their life, they remained very close friends right up until his death. In fact, Mary was the one who told him to get tested for AIDS, but we'll come to that. Mid-70s again, they released Day at the Races, another Marx Brothers title. Not a huge success, but had somebody to love on this. So they had a knack of making a massive song on, on nearly every album, at least one. Mm. Um, they bounced back with News of the World. I mean, that album starts with We Will Rock You and goes straight into We Are The Champions. Two massive <laughs> hits, power may's guitar on there is is ridiculous um, and is suited the stadium shows they were about to embark on 135,000 people went to watch them in sao paulo in the stadium which is just incredible Magic, and freddie freddie has got each one and in the palm of his hand doing yeah. exactly what he wants them to do coming towards the end now you know towards the late um you know move, moving through the 80s they had a couple of sort of hot sauce the work um and the uh, hot space sorry in the works didn't really get the acclaim that they wanted, but then they do Live Aid, probably their most one of their most iconic shows in 85, stole the show. Um, Freddie's performance is electric. And then after that, then they get a bit of a, a spurt back, but unfortunately the disease has taken hold of Freddie through that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they managed to come up with Kind of Magic, Miracle, gonna bring you back in on that in a minute, and Innuendo. If you watch, I wanted to close on this. These are the days of our life, is the last music video that Queen put out off the Innuendo album. I cried when I watched it the other night. Um, it is absolutely heartbreaking. The, to see Freddie as he is in that video um, it is churning. At the end, he mouths to the camera, I still love you, and I think that was a message to his fans. No, he kept it the raps that he had AIDS. November the 23rd, he announces the world he's got AIDS, and then he dies on November the 24th um, after losing a long battle. But, yeah, I'm going to bring you in now, because that was that was a bit of a hard one towards the end. But, yeah, just your thoughts there, really, mate.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's kind of like interesting padding out some of the stuff as well. Like you were talking about, I know we've talked about the mask, different names, how people use different names and things like that. And um, I think we probably both watched the same documentary where someone said, um, you know, Reg, Reg Dwight, the pianist, you know, was literally a pianist in the back of a band. And then all of a sudden Elton was born and came yeah. out of this birth. But interestingly with, with Freddie, I know we, you know, you mentioned the one name change, but actually you had one in between where you changed to Larry Lurex as well. Yeah. And that was sort of the first, basically the first, so, one of the first songs sort of released um, and kind of formed Queen a bit because it was Freddie Mercury with Brian May and Roger Taylor, you know, all getting yeah. together. And I, I went back, I listened to the song Going Back, and I'll put a link in for that. And it, it does sound like really early, early on, you know, sort of music. Yeah. I, I, you know, i quite enjoyed it but then you know i'm someone i like making notes so i'll just i'll tick off my tick list that i've made from what on you're there, talking like <laughs> then. and then you compared obviously killer queen to a broadway song mm, and yeah you know obviously queen became a broadway musical <laughs> you know they they had we will rock you the musical i was fortunate i went to see it you know and i don't think it, it did well i don't think it did as well as people were expecting mm. um you no, know, so it, it closed. And a funny story, if you, I'm not sure, if you walk past, I think it was the Dominion Theatre. It was yes, it. And there was a massive statue of Freddie. Yes, it was. The statue. Now, a bit of fun. Um, now, I've got to make sure I know which one Goddix. Reading an article, it turns out, Roger Taylor has that statue in his garden. So he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he in his garden we will look out, and there's a statue of Freddie, you know, there, you know, just the power in some way, you know, the stance, you know, the well-known stance. It's that pose
0: of power, isn't it? It's that yeah. armour fist pumped, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And talking, you know, reading an article, it was saying about how Freddie was the glue for Queen. Roger yeah. Taylor and Brian May did not get on. They they said, mm. like, they bickered about everything. And then Freddie yeah. was someone who'd say, we don't make compromises, but then made the compromises to keep them together you know he knew he was yeah. almost like the composer of the band he knew what was needed and you mentioned about sort of the the extra teeth you know and it's called an, yeah. over, an overbite and the fact that if you look at most photos of Freddie, his mouth's closed you know because yeah. he was very aware just aware of i guess how he looked you know and he was mm. very very conscious, which is interesting someone who is very private and very self-conscious, but then you get him on a stage, completely different person, you know, could be the mask comes on, could be, as we said, maybe, you know, as we talked about with Nina Simone, as we talked about with Kurt Cobain, Mm -hmm. it could be actually, that's where Freddie could be Freddie on stage and be at home, be what, you know, this is actually what, who I am, you know, and that into the coming out element, you know, and actually you mentioned about the relief that those around him felt, you know, when he did, you know, and he was able to actually yeah, yeah. say. But he was never um interestingly, you know, and it surprised me, he was never really a big advocate um, around sort of homosexuality and stuff as well. No. So whilst it was accepted, you know, that he was bisexual, he never really spoke a lot or did a lot for the cause. Um, which yeah. surprised me. You no, know, it was interesting. You know, that could be again part of the wanting to just remain private. You know, and mm. he's got areas of the limelight, but actually, that's his. You know, this is his thing that he wants to keep hold of, and he wants to yeah. protect. You know, protect himself. You know, it's an armor.
0: Definitely, I think it's in- so interesting that is mate, actually that that you picked that out because his lyrics were often uh, picked up but he didn't really give away well. what you think it is, no. isn't it? I mean, a lot of people talked about, it was well, some, it was talk of with Bohemian's Rhapsody, was that his coming out song? Mm. You know, little bits in there, um, especially the operatic bit almost about him having a conversation with his old self back to mm-hmm. his new self. But Paul Gambierci, the famous um, mm. radio DJ, you know, gay man himself, mm. and I think we'll link the documentary, like we said to people, we'd probably watch the same one. But he turned around, he said, and he remembers a conversation with Freddie Mercury in the early 80s, um, and said to him have you adjusted your your sexual lifestyle um, due to the new disease because he said it didn't really have a name at the, at the time yeah. you know yeah. and he said excuse the french with darling fuck it i'm doing everything with everyone and that's just mm-hmm. such a freddy thing to say um, and paul gambiaccini says on there I just knew. I felt like we were going to lose him. And if you look at, he had his test in the late '80s. He died in 1991, and there was at the time there's a 10 year incubation period in AIDS, and he that seemed to fit when his heavy partying was going on, wasn't Mm -hmm. it, for Freddie? Mm -hmm. He would go to these clubs, and Paul Gambitini says he used to go to clubs that I wouldn't go to. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like you know the the nature of what went on in them, but he did it behind closed doors. You're right, Mm
1: Freddie, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's I mean it's it's touching on that period of time now, which is where like you said, we're doing the structure a bit differently and actually I'm bringing an album and then it yeah. you know, what's the story behind the album and it's the Miracle album, you know, yeah. and originally um, was going to be called Invisible Men, which I think is quite telling in some ways as well, yes. I mean, just that name. But what was the difference from Invisible Men Hidden way to The Miracle, you know, something yeah. out of nowhere, something no one expected, you know, it's just, yeah, an interesting one. And, um, it's the first, the first Queen album where all of them are credited with each song. So it's not being yes. split up as a, you know, the credits. So it's kind of showing a solidarity and a standing together. You know, I could read a lot into it, but for me, I think part of that reason is simply you had Brian May had recently just gone through a split from his wife and kids. So he was yes. very vulnerable. Yeah. On top of that, you know, you've mentioned about Freddie being diagnosed with AIDS, you know, HIV positive in 1987. In 1988, they started to record this album, yeah, and it wasn't released until 1989, and that was simply because it, they, I think, that everyone was processing it, you know, and they really, yeah. it wasn't something, you know, like early on, as you were talking, Queen were bashing out albums. You know, they were just yes. crying out, right, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. This one took over a year to record, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it was, yeah, just hearing about that, you know, and actually the story behind it, for me, makes that up, it makes it almost one of the most important albums, really, you know, like I said, the standing together in solidarity, the coming together, and when you look at lyrics within the song, you know, Home and on the miracle now, you know, you've got, Um, if every leaf on every tree could tell a story. Yeah. And then you've also got, but Mona Lisa keeps on smiling. And that really hit me because even what we're going through now with the pandemic, the Mona Lisa is still smiling. (laughs) And it's like, wow, that's, that's powerful. You know, that's something to really just sit and think about. It's not that I've got an answer and something I share with a lot of people is if you don't know the answer, it's okay. But actually, just that lyric was like, yeah okay." But then going into the video with the miracle, yeah, and you watch it, and I wonder if you can tell me who makes a cameo in that video. I don't even know. Actually, I don't. I'm going to be honest. No. I don't know. No, it's actually Queen. It's the band. The band make a cameo in their own video because it's all children. So oh, you've got okay, the yeah. four members of Queen. As children performing, and the thing which I enjoy is the person who um, took on the role of Freddie. He was actually dressed up in through the stages of Freddie's life with Queen, so it was oh. like you saw Freddie's journey to that point. And then in the background, you also had you know John, Roger, and Brian as well, and the kids playing and. <laughs> freddie actually said you know what these kids are so good maybe they just go on tour and we don't <laughs> so yeah. you know yeah. and the fact of i mean we reference about you know the tree and the need to play and that really showed it it almost showed the inner child of queen and it was yes. like the inner fun the inner playfulness and just yeah i recommend it. i'll put it in the link watch it watch the watch the video We've listened to the album a
0: few times this week and we're getting back and we're both Queen fans. I remember talking to my mum and dad and I have to remind them, but you've got it on vinyl, but the, you know, they've got three greatest hits albums. I think that's mm-hmm. right, isn't it? But the second one is the blue cover with their golden signature yeah. on the front. Yeah. If you're looking for a greatest hits album, that's a greatest hits that's, album. Yeah. You know, so, Because it's every song. Yeah. And with Queen, and I'll come back to some things on the Miracle in just a minute, but mm-hmm. they, they did prog rock, glam rock, you could call it opera rock at times, mm-hmm. Broadway-style songs, blues, ballads. You know, you hear Shirley Bassey there as much as you hear Led Zeppelin. You yeah. hear a bit of Bowie. You hear a bit of T-Rex. I, um, I, I always think back, you know, when, you just mentioned the Miracle album then. Like, if every leaf on every tree could tell a story. Mm-hmm. We often walk through nature as we've already mentioned today. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you go through, I often think that, you know, everything now has been built up around us. What did that tree see a hundred years? It's been are a lot yeah. longer than some of these houses have, you know, and it's such an interesting line to sit and reflect on, isn't it? Like, do so you've mm. used things in like the therapy? Do you know what I mean? Mm. When you're talking to, mm. talking to clients and stuff. And um, it's just, it's just interesting. And also coming back when you said about the miracle, you know, the first time where they all wrote a song or contributed, it, it's incredible to think that all four of them were excellent songwriters. Yeah, you know, and I mean the harmonies—the harmonies of Queen as well, right? A lot of those songs don't work without the harmonies, you know. And mm-hmm. we talked about Bohemian Rhapsody. It's that with like Lord, You will not let me go. Fred doing that, and then Roger Taylor comes in with that. Let me go. I don't, you know, yeah. it's just so. I don't even know how he does that with his voice. But you know, even Brian May and John Deacon would would contribute to that as well as the songwriting process. And that's why you get some songs. I think like with um. Killer Queen, like that Broadway style, but then Brian mm. May just comes in with power on the guitar. I mean it's they mm. they were so, it was queen, wasn't it? You knew it was queen, like you know, yeah. they didn't fit into any category, mate, did they?
1: Yeah, yeah. And um I it's again looking at um sort of looking at the categories looking at who fits into who or where each of them belong, and um just seeing that Genesis actually approached Roger Taylor to go on board with did them then. and um sparks approached brian may saying look brian queen isn't going anywhere you're not gonna have any more hits but we're gonna conquer the world and brian may just said thanks but no thanks i think i'm fine and you look at the different styles of music and i know two weeks ago we did two we did two two titus foo fighters <laughs> <laughs> and we did foo fighters and their celebration last year was their 25th last year was queen's 50th yeah and how many bands around today could you, would you be able to say in 50 years' time will still it's be mental. able to hold their own? You know, we've just... And then the, the identity part, and we mentioned about sort of previously living in the shadow of other people, you know, David Gordon, yeah. Kurt Cobain, things like that. You look at Adam Lambert now, I was very yeah. sceptical. You know, you came on board, they tried with Paul Rogers, it didn't work. So they thought, okay, let's try with Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert's come on board. And interestingly, like Brian May said, that actually we didn't tell Adam to be Freddie. We told Adam, here's the songs, sing them how you want. And he took his own... He's very fanboyant, you know, he is. He's got that aura of Freddie Mercury there, but also he was given permission to almost actually say, right. You know, and that's almost i guess when you watch freddie mercury you know performing he didn't stick to everything <laughs> you know he no. went off he he took a little trip he got the crowd involved with different things you know it was like have the freedom you know and yeah for me you know just having that that permission i mean who knows you know that both of them in the interviews were asked okay would you still be going if freddie was still around and their responses mm. were well actually we might be but we wouldn't be performing live or you know, it's yeah. we'd just be recording, you know, so yeah. And then the impact of his death as well, you know, and just the, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's, I'm not sure people might be able to correct me, but is that one of the earliest main famous deaths around HIV AIDS? I don't know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, is that actually as far common? as I'm aware? Yeah. Right. I it don't know. really yeah. went out into the limelight and that was almost, a bit of a dying legacy that he left
0: then. Well, mate, it's interesting you say going back there. And we do jump around. He's just such. We mm. could do hours on this. I mean, literally, he's such an incredible man. But um, and it's but first of all, it was the performance side. You look back at the live aid, the Wembley performances, any any performance you can get with him on. I mean, it, it puts ears on the back of your neck. Is but you said he'd always come out fist pump power, and I think mm. that's why a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community relate to him because. You. He, he would come out, he would dress his own way, he dress as a woman, he would dress in just some, you know, he set the trend, you know, that yellow jacket he wore at mm, Live Aid mm. with a vest underneath, the, yeah. the tight shorts or trousers that led up into the imagination, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was just, I'm on stage and this. this is what I'm going to do. But if you look at is thoughtfulness a lot of people comment on freddie mercury's thoughtfulness so mm-hmm. in the last video he did he's obviously knows he's dying but he still wanted to send a message to fans say i still love you which he did yeah. and that's at the point I, I found really difficult but elton john was you've mentioned him already belt and john him were good friends um and El- he died in november freddie but he already bought presents for his closest friends and made sure they were sent through for christmas and he sent through Elton a painting by one of Elton's favourite British artists um, wrapped in a bed sheet. And on the uh, card in there, it said, Dear Sharon, I thought you'd like this. Love, Melina. Happy yeah. Christmas. Because that was their drag, their drag queen names for each other. And I just thought, you know, he knew he was dying. But he was like, I want to give my friends some joy. And there's a lot of that spoken about. I mean, um, you know, he and Mary Austin it, it, it remained friends with him. He, you know, they'd mm. be lovers, you know. but mm. And he always said she was the love of his life. He always said that. Um, but she's the one who you know made him get tested but there's a lot of talk he didn't want to face it and in the article i will share it with people brian may said he would pretty much lost his foot hadn't he mm. Bre- freddie murphy yeah. due to the illness and they and he, brian may said he showed it to us at, at, you know when we were privately together once and he said i'm so short, sorry brian to upset you he went i'm not upset at that brian uh, uh, freddie i'm upset that you're suffering in the way you are you know and, they, and i think if you look at that miracle album, i know they released innuendo after it mm. run the miracle album mm. The four faces are all molded into one, aren't they? And that's yeah. a real sign of unity on the album cover. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. It's just an incredible story. It, it's incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, the AIDS thing, just to come to the end yeah. of it, mate, I think the tribute concert they held after his death in 92, it's literally the following summer, they did another show at Wembley and they, got, they sold it out immediately. Um, one billion people watched it worldwide, right? Yeah. Let me just run through some of the guests they brought out, right? Elton John, slash, Roger Daltrey. David Bowie, mm. James Hetfield from Metallica, George Michael, Seal, Paul Young, Annie Lennox, Lisa Stansfield, Robert Plant, Axel Rose, um, Liza Minnelli, and you 2 did a song, came in from Satellite as well, because they mm. were on Constell Square and £35 million was raised to go directly to AIDS uh, sort of awareness charities, and I was really shocked to read about AIDS, actually, and in light of, like I said, LGBTQ plus month, I've been trying to learn a bit more myself, that a million people a year still die from AIDS. Obviously they mm. have medication awareness now to, to, to prolong life, got AIDS and help people to live with it. But it's one of the main causes of death in sub-Saharan Africa. So a lot of stigma attached around it, obviously. Um, access to care in a lot of parts of the world is, oh, healthcare is, is not as easy, um, mm. you know, and, and actually awareness about the, the, the deadliness of this disease, you know. Um, Fortunately, there's a lot of information out there now. A good film to watch, I rewatched it last night. I won't go into it because we could do another podcast about it, but it's Dallas Buyers Club and all about yeah. the 80s in America and how. It was taken off and how the FDA and, the, and there was drugs out there, but FDA would only approve certain drugs. They were giving placebos to people. And Ron Woodruff from there, a straight man, you know, who got, who got AIDS, um, ended up setting up a membership club to try and give people, you know, to give people access to medication. And that's a fantastic film too. But a million people a year mate, still die mm. from that. And that's, that's too many, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. just too many.
1: Yeah. And um, I, w- I would also mention, yeah, I know you mentioned Dallas Buyers Club, another one that came out quite early. To raise awareness, I mean, I think it was written in the 80s, potentially, and the film came out in the 90s, was Rent, the musical yes. Rent as well, You know, which yeah. covers covers the whole topic. But I know, you know, as is sort of with with Freddie Mercury, like I said, he likes diving it. you know, bringing out different bits every now and again and having his own. I thought, actually, I'd have a look at some of the lyrics um, from the Miracle album, and I'm going to merge Ray Must Fall with the Miracle songs and just yeah. see... Um, so just some a couple of lyrics from it. So it's your every day is full of sunshine, but into every life a little rain must fall. But Mona Lisa keeps on smiling.
0: Brind, we've had a good um, dive into the life of Freddie Mercury. I think it's safe yeah. to say for everyone, you know, when we're on these podcasts, we do try and keep them listenable in terms of length of time. Yeah. Um, we are a band we both love, so no doubt we, we may tap back in. There's there's a load we didn't really go into on, John Deacon and Roger Taylor. We didn't really go in much on yeah. them, did we? But, yeah. um superb musicians and songwriters in their own right so we'll see about that but i hope we did freddie justice and we mm. are learning about a lot of stuff as we go through this and like we said it is um lgbtq plus month um and, and anyone who wants to write us in on their thoughts on that and, and give us any more information mm. we're you know we're more than happy to receive that and share it so um it's now we thought um we'd we'd sail away uh, from the 32nd challenge yeah. this week again one of those pesky waves uh, has come along yeah. <laughs> um, and has drifted us back towards the who are you around a very popular um, segment that we've done mm. in the past? The quick fire questions um, that we, we get to answer and then pick out afterwards yeah. um, and just see where we go. And hopefully, people get to know us a little bit more. So, Bryn, I think I come across to, to you first if you're ready to rumble. In true Ant and Dex uh, style. Gonna, in true Ant and Dex style, I'm yeah. going to just chuck some questions at you. So, okay. here we go uh, bangers or mash? Bangers. Bangers. Uh, Brown sauce or red sauce? Red. Red. Okay. Bourbon or custard cream biscuits? Custard creams. Custard creams. Scrambled or fried egg? Scrambled. Scrambled. And tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. There you go, mate. So. Okay. Got your answers. Mm. So
1: let's pick some of these out, because I'm definitely a bourbon man, so that's controversial. Uh, so- no. Custard creams for me, um, I always used to have them at my nan's. So there's always a cu- ah. custard cream and a cup of tea, and dip it in. So I think it's a bit of, um, yeah. I can't remember the word now, but yeah, just sort of memories. Nostalgia. I mean, nostalgia, that's what. And also, yeah. you know, spoiler, Um, I'm not a massive chocolate fan, so I'm ah. a bit weird like so, that. Bo- yeah. You're definitely
0: weird. I was, eating, I was yeah. eating a boost bar just as we started recording. I know you were,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and um, another one I'll pick out uh, is, is coffee as well, mate, because that's obviously a spl- mm. splitter, isn't it, for people, is tea or coffee. Yeah, so, yeah coffee and like,
1: I, I grew up a tea drinker, and interestingly, when you said tea or coffee, I, I thought you were on about the RuPaul um, Drag Race UK you know, contestant, but that's, that's maybe for a different podcast. But um, no, interestingly, <laughs> with, with coffee, I, I've, I've learned to love it past four years and um i actually found this great this great website um frontline coffee and they started doing coffees for specific charities um so like now at the moment they've got one for the nhs charities together um called the bevan blend um so i'll put the link in so people can have a look i thought yeah actually it's quite a good cause raising money for emergency services but also doing coffee as well which you can't complain about really can you (laughs) That's a great
0: idea, though, isn't it? What a great yeah. idea. And obviously, with Nye Bevan and the NHS, that's a really good idea. So, yeah, definitely share that. And actually, with you, I, I drink probably more... To, I mean, it's dangerous to drink as, as much coffee as you drink tea. I drink. I, I appreciate both. And I bought a cafetier for, for Sarah and I at Christmas and uh, so you can get the nicer coffees, you know. And it does... When you start going out and trying different things, yeah. it's, it's an amazing uh, mm. flavour to discover, isn't it? There's so much mm. to it. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. I hope yeah. people enjoyed getting to know you. But uh, I suppose it's uh, your turn. So, so, it's, you. so it's time to, to uh,
1: yeah, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Yeah, let's go. So chips and cheese or chips and gravy?
0: Oh, can I combine?
1: No. Uh, chips and gravy. Apples or pears? Apples. Scrambled or poached?
0: Now, I probably scramble them but I do enjoy poached when I have it. It's like a treat, so Poached. Poached. So you've kind of answered tea or coffee. I suppose I'll have to go tea because I'm a, when I like you when I go to my nans and stuff. Yeah,
1: okay. I I drink a lot okay. of tea with them. And Pepsi or Coke. Coke, I think. Okay. So yeah, let's dive straight in with tea then. Go on, tell her a bit. expand a bit on that. I just, I've just been so it's
0: one of those in the moment things. I always go, God, I've, I've picked the wrong one. Tea is something that. Um, me and Sarah drink a lot of in the house. Um, mm. I always think of going around to like, my, my nanny Gwyn's and having a cup of tea with them. But actually, coffee, I've just been reflecting back, is a really important one for me. When my granddad was um, dying from cancer, mm. um, he, he passed away last summer. And we'll, we'll probably touch on it more on a podcast later on. Um, but one thing I used to do was take a Costa coffee. I remember telling you about this. Mm. I would take a Costa coffee and he really enjoyed it. He was struggling to eat towards the end. So one of his real treats was a Costa his face would light up and we'd have a little chat and stuff. Um, you know, o- over a coffee. And it's something I've actually carried on doing with my nan. So, I, you know, my nan is Nanny Lolly, who's been left behind. Um, I go down, I, I always take a Costa coffee. This so that's really important to me. But then we mm. probably drink three cups of tea after we finish the coffee. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's, it's just one of those things. But um, yeah, uh, they, they both, I,
1: I, I, de- I definitely do enjoy both. Mm. And that's, I mean, it's, it's nice to hear nice to hear you talking about like the importance of rituals as well you know and holding memories yeah. you know and how, actually how important just that journey that conversation was you know and the fact you're still doing it as well you yeah. know and it's just for me you know just encouraging everyone you know just keep keep doing those sort of little rituals and little routines and stuff you know because it does it keeps everyone going you know it keeps everyone together and stuff as well
0: yeah I think it's like my, my nan as well, like she always says, after I've been to visit with a, a coffee, how much, how much she loves it. She'll say it like three or four times. And we do really talk. My nan's got a fantastic memory. And, and um, her and my granddad spent a lot of time growing up in uh, spending time together in London um, in like the swinging 60s and the 70s. And some of the stories they've got are just tremendous. Mm. My nan always says, well, you should treasure these moments, Aaron, because when I'm gone, you know and and i I don't like saying things like that but it's just Mm. it's so important to me to hear these stories and it's part of my legacy it's part of my my you know my my foundations um so you're absolutely right um if you if you you haven't you know my nan's on her own so she's got me as a support bubble so i'm able to go and go and spend that time with her but you know even if for now if you if you're struggling get on facetime get on zoom with people and just and 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 just try and keep it going until we can you know until we can reconnect fully afterwards but
1: Time to drop anchor again with more more illustrious people on board and um yeah, so I'm, I'm handing the baton back to back to yourself aaron to yeah send us send us on our way yes yeah, i've um i've done
0: a lot of walking a lot of writing this week i'm really pleased about that i feel um i've been in a good space sort of creatively and when i took a walk um just around the local uh late country lanes, farm lanes and and forested and wooded area. A couple of days ago, I wrote this. So this is called My Playground. I have nature as a playground. I'm a lucky boy. It's on my doorstep, my very own toy. The bird song, everything slows. My anxieties fade, my appetite for life grows. Hills to walk over, bridges to walk under, trees to dance with, paths to wander. I feel it was all left for me by a higher power to explore and find meaning rather than shrink and cower. I'll enjoy it for a while before heading back to concrete, putting my, uh, putting, patting my own back for giving myself a treat. Right, Bryn, so uh, I hope people have enjoyed the episode. Again, seems to fly by for us. I, I hope it does for other people as well. A little bit of distraction. You learn some interesting things. You learn a bit about us. You hear poetry. We are, put, we are putting our own creativity out there. And you continue to share as well, Shipmates, and we absolutely love that because it does shape where we go. We've had some great recommendations, actually, for some, for some, for some future episodes, which, um, which, which we'll, we'll keep in mind as well as we move through. Um, but as always, Bryn, I never do this as well as you. Um, so it's up to you to introduce our next voyage, please. Okay, here we go. I'm going to
1: go for a bit of a Queen style. Go on, then. Okay, on our on our next voyage, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, let me go. So tell me, cook, what challenge have you got for me, for me, for me? Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm doing Wayne's World, but I don't have any hair.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, though, I think you—it's really you've—you've sucked people in there because they've come so used to expect it in a certain way, and then bam, out comes yeah. a bit of—I um, don't know—Brin brin Mer, Mercury.
1: Who knows? Yeah, no, go go
0: Bryn Pluto. I think it's probably
1: better Brinny Pluto. It's <laughs> <That's> slightly smaller. <laughs>
0: yeah it's a slightly smaller planet but nevertheless it's it's not it's not even a planet it's just a (laughs) ball
1: of gas now which kind of sums me up doesn't it it's
0: a dwarf planet mate (laughs) take it yeah so here we go Um, then no challenges Challenge. No, I think this will be quite a nice one. Um, Again, get getting uh, Charlotte involved. I know that something you said to me when, when we were speaking on the phone before uh, was um, about how important films were to you. You used to have a membership to the cinema mm-hmm. and you'd look forward to going out and seeing new films and you'd do that with Charlotte or on your own or whatever. Um, obviously, there's still some films you can get through like Amazon and places like that. and get DVD mm-hmm. from the shop or whatever. But I just want you to have a movie night, mate. um you know get yourself get yourself some popcorn or make popcorn if you fancy it um and just get yourself some snacks um i used to do this when i was growing up as one of my fond memories of my nan was she'd set the dining table chairs up in rows Mm. in her living room and we'd sit in the and she'd always say throw the rubbish on the floor you know and all of that just to make it a bit of a fun environment if we're at the cinema i'm not saying you have to go that far because it'd be messy but um you challenge yourself a movie night mate with charlotte and um and and let us know how that goes
1: OK, and, um, yeah, for all our shipmates as well, give it a go and let us know. So my my challenge for you, Aaron, is um, I know you've got some Duplo. Some of our shipmates may have Lego. And what I'd like you to do is build an animal from Duplo. So, again, having oh. a little play and having a go. And, yeah, build an animal from Duplo.
0: Well, I tell you what, mate, the difficulty that's going to be is for some reason with Nora, mm. she... Anytime I try, because sometimes I get really serious with the duplo and I I build things, <laughs> structures that I'm. And she just comes along, takes st- it. Yeah. But um, but uh, I'll uh, I will try and do it um, when she's got her back turned to me. Yeah, or well, when, um, when she's gone to actually... bed, do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. shout, actually. But no, that's a that's a good shout. Thanks, mate. Will uh, that'll be a good fun for me. I'll enjoy that for sure. Awesome. <laughs> Right Bryn it's the end of another episode as um, yes. Lo loads of stuff. I mean, you know, Freddie Mercury, we both enjoyed that one, didn't we? Looking back on Freddie Mercury and Queen, and and I think we said it in the podcast, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come up again at some point in the future because there's just so yeah. much to talk about. Um, and I hope people enjoyed so getting to know us a little bit through the Who Are You the, the, the Who Are You challenge, I suppose, or questions. Um, but also, you know, to bring this to a close, we'd like to give a couple of shout-outs. Um, and I know that Grant wrote in, been a fan since, since day one, and said that the Nina episode was his favourite one so far, and I know he likes his hip-hop, so he dives straight Straight into the playlist um, afterwards so just a reference for everyone if you search Captain and Cook uh, pod tunes on Spotify you'll find it if you don't use Spotify every now and again we'll put the updated playlist on our Instagram um, but yeah thank you Grant I'm glad you enjoyed it and Emma up in Birmingham she's playing catch up at the moment she's just gone through the Kurt Cobain one um, okay. but she mentioned the less than Jake one Bryn she, she's, um, yeah. she's been diving into less than Jake and really enjoyed it so uh,
1: nice. there you go another fan for that the for less than Jake
0: <laughs> I know you've had one or two as well, so I'll pass
1: it over to you. Yeah, I mean, the, the one I want to highlight is it was lovely, um, Sue got in touch on email um, and she seemed to really recognise the importance of sort of what, what we're doing and, you know, especially at this time, sort of mental health and well-being, but also, yeah, I mean, it's nice just having the compliment about the way we, we weave it in with music and just how listenable it is and that was... Yeah, really positive to hear you know it's always nice it's always nice to get a pat on the back anyway isn't it and um if anyone else right. wants to give us a pat on the back then feel free you know get in touch an our end, sort of if i wanted to get in touch how would i do it
0: so we've got a few ways twitter is captain at captain and cook one um instagram is at captain and cook pod um or our email as well captain and cook pod at gmail.com and you know Emma actually I'd give her a shout from Birmingham she she said something about because she's catching up Oh, I I gutted I missed the cake challenge or whatever we're saying to people if you're catching up Send in previous challenges, these challenges not got a time date on them, you know, a time limit. So, if you're going back and think, I really would have loved to have, have got involved in that, do it. Send us in the photographs, send us in the comments, send us in the poems, the journals, whatever it is you pick up, and anything else you want to share outside the challenges, whatever it is. Yeah, we want to get it, we want to get people involved. So, with that in mind, as always, it's a tarah from me, and it's a tarah from him.
1: Do
0: you want to see what you've got to try and build now? See if you
1: can get it as good as this. I'm never going to be able to do that with my Duplo. <laughs>
0: Even Sarah, Sarah, bought, well. Sarah bought this Duplo yeah. from a man online on um, eBay in Liverpool. He just come down in a carrier bag <laughs> in a sack.